Welcome to episode 177 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man who's truly enjoyed the last three podcasts, three weeks, Mick. And let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Next up is the man who probably enjoyed those three weeks even more than myself. Welcome, David. Any week we don't do a podcast is my favourite week, Mick. (laughs) (laughs) Next up is the man who spent the last week and a bit trying to bring the art of legs into Vietnam. Welcome, Alex. Hello, everyone. Um, It's been a good break, um, but uh, it's very enjoyable to be back talking with you, seeing all your smiling faces (laughs) on the Zoom call. And lastly, the man who for some reason thinks a 33-kilometre walk on a Sunday morning is a good idea. Welcome, Roscoe. Well, thank you, Mick. And uh, it was 35 kilometres. Oh, sorry, mate. And just a little note here, Mick. It's now been two years since you took on hosting duty, so you can raise the bat for the half century. Mm. Well done. Mm. And um, as they say, as they say, double it. (laughs) Double up, big at guy. This rate, I'll be lucky, up, at this rate, I'll be lucky to get 51. <laughs> All righty. So welcome to Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight chip tight production. Thank you for big luck enterprise. We're off to a cracking start. Um, so... We're going to start off with probably the biggest news in all of cricket in the last three weeks. This story has been going gangbusters through the media. I'm surprised that it's just not on the front page of every newspaper. That is Clive Rose. So Clive Rose, the one of the podcast's <laughs> absolute favourites, the former Victorian and Tasmanian spinner, has been selected in the Australian men's indoor cricket team for the World Cup. So what well done, oh. every fucking Rose has its thorn. Well done. Yeah, so wish him all the best. Yeah. yeah, so Australia have named their four squads for the World Cup, which will be in Australia in October. Uh, so um, they will, will be hosting. Yeah. So there's, they have a men's, a women's, an under-22 men's, and an under-22 women's. Clive will be in just the normal men's side. Yes, Alexander. Where are they hosting it? Is it a Preston Indoor Centre or is it a Coburg Indoor Centre? I think centre? it's the Bendigo just... Indoor Sports. And, oh, jeez. Um, and maybe, and I think the finals in Geelong. So, oh, no. It's like the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Move it around. Yeah. yeah. Get regional involved. I love it. Just like That's the local it. snooker competitions and World Cup they have. Just put it yeah, in Bendigo for no yeah. reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a stat which is rather impressive, uh, depending on how easily you are impressed, uh, Australia has won every indoor World Cup since its introduction in 1995. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. Is that because the wars were involved early days? Yeah, and Coit, and old mate Coit, he was uh, dominating. <laughs> <a> <laughs> uh, and obviously, and obviously, Port Arlington's owner Alex Jessenek would have been doing a bit of that back then. Probably sure he played for Australian indoor stuff as well. Not sure, to be honest. Uh, At least Victoria. Yeah, no offence to AJ, but I didn't really want to get into too many in-depth conversations about indoor cricket. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you'll be on your own there. Um, all right, so let's talk about some real Australian news. So, as we know, the um, Aussies are currently in Sri Lanka, uh, completing a tour there at the moment. So, since the last podcast, uh, the ODI tour part has been completed. So, Sri Lankans would win that Series 3-2. I think the Aussies won the first one under Duckworth Lewis and may have won the final test when the whole crowd donned yellow shirts to thank the Aussies for coming during this trying time in Sri Lanka. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. So, 
there's some games in there. I did not write all the stats down because at this point it's like, man, one day cricket. Cheers, really. Yeah, no one. The first five game, <laughs> sorry, ODI series since 2019. Wow, that's a good start. Yeah, and uh, I wondered why, but now looking at the crowds, they seem to really like one day cricket in Sri Lanka. Yeah, so, the the crowds have been really solid. Even during the test matches, the crowd has been a, been decent crowds. They seem to be into it. So, but um, nothing else to do, I suppose. Yeah. Either that or storm the capital like the other guys are doing. There are two options in Sri Lanka. Either yeah, storm, the, storm the government building or go to cricket. There are two things you Swim in the presidential pool. Yeah. <laughs> Use but, the presidential gym equipment and watch telly on the presidential TV. Yeah. You storming the presidential TV. Swear. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Only the capital writers had learned. Yeah. Only the capital writers in the world are coming back. Yeah. Right. But JSRE was happy with the result of the riot, so it must have been good. Stab before it, everything must be good. So, all right, so we'll talk about the first test. Um, so, this was played in Gaal. Uh, so, the Sri Lanka. Gaal? Where, what, is it, what is it? What is it? Gaul, isn't it? Gaul. Gaul stones. Put an O in it. Put an O in it. You want to be called Gaul? Put an O in it. That's the way it's meant to be said. It should be Galay, really, if we're going to pronounce it the way it's said. Yeah, Galley. That's exactly right. Like the NMCA, the Galley Shield. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) Sri Lanka would bat first. They would get rolled for 212. It would be uh, Dick Weller, Venus Waterball, would get 58 from 59 balls, and Angelo Matthews would get 39. Uh, Nathan Lyon would take a Pfeiffer, taking five for 90, and Mitchell Swepton would. Take three or fifty-five. Must must few must actually at least three of them obviously hit the pitch because he got wickets. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, there was a couple of balls in that innings. That pitch was doing all sorts. Travis Head bowled what would be the equivalent of the off spinner's gadding ball. It pitched outside off peg and took the top of leg. He didn't do it once. He did it twice. That tells you what this how much this pitch was doing. That old Travis Head managed to bowl that bill. Twice is unbelievable. He came out of nowhere, didn't he? Yeah, just, just through the gap, take this. The funny one was the was it? I might have been the second innings when the bail hit Warner in the nuts. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the Aussies in reply will get rolled for twenty-one. Two talk. Cam Green will get seventy-seven, and Usman would get seventy-one. It was Ramesh Mendes leading the Sri Lankans with four wickets at 112. So, he, boy, he was the only player to bring up a ton. So, well done to him. So, um, he, well done. <laughs> uh, so, and it was also uh, Fernando would get two for 37. Sri Lankans are bad again. They would get rolled for 113 oh. in 22.5 overs. That is the shortest completed innings ever by Sri Lanka in a test match. How many? So, how many overs was it? Twenty-two. Two point five. Jesus. So, so basically twenty-three. Yeah. Far out. So Nate would take four for thirty-one, and Trav Head, the man we're just talking about, would take four for ten off two point five overs. Destroyer. Just that's reminiscent of uh, Michael Clark's stats yeah. in India. I think what was that five for nine or whatever it was? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Aussies need ten for victory. Warner would hit a four and a six. And uh, bring it up. It took two balls to get his eye in because he swung like a dunny door at a couple and missed them. But he 
Kenwood bomb a four and bomb a massive six to bring the win home. So the Aussies would win by a innings and a fuckload, basically. So what well unto them? Um, it's we'll talk. Yes, Alex, go for it. Um, uh, just want to uh, highlight for me was Paddy Cummins on the last ball of the first day or second day when he hit the ball literally out of the stadium and then they decided some bloke was walking past, grabbed it, took it home. So they had yep. to use it for the next morning. I think Australia lasted like 10 overs the next morning. Something like that. The ball went absolutely sideways swinging. So that was pretty funny for but me. But I love that that shot was the umpire's indication to call for the light and say, yeah, nah. Oh, did I they call for the light after yeah, that? I thought go, it was yeah, like... They go, I don't know how, <laughs> uh, they, at the end of that over, they went off with the light. And one of, and like everybody in comments is going, well, there's like, you know, 15 minutes left or whatever. They go, they're bowling spinners and the blow batting just hit one out of the stadium. I think he's seeing them all right. But they went, nah, did the reading, took the light and off they went. So. They probably thought it's going to take 15 minutes to get this ball back from wherever <laughs> it's gone, like bounce it down the road. I, um, I heard that they called light because it was dangerous for the um, pedestrians walking past the ground. <laughs> <laughs> if the balls keep sailing out there, they were just worried that someone might get conked in the head. So They were worried about one of those boats, one of the boats in the bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting through the hull and just going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can laugh now. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that um, is what happened in the first test. Not really anything. Uh, Cam Green was man of the match uh, for those playing at home. Nath was probably a bit stiff. Took nine wickets at just over a hundred for the match. But As a tons matter, pitch. I guess. So can, it was yeah, like, yeah. He, and he and it's probably the best Cam Green's ever batted. Like he batted so well. Probably, it was a little bit disappointing he didn't get his ton because he de- definitely deserved one. But if you deserve one, you would have made one. So get better, Cam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Just improve, mate. It's that simple. Just improve. But um, yeah, so there's not really too much else um, from that one. Does anyone else have any anything else they'd like to pitch in from that test match? Just that we watched it in sunny Vietnam where it was 35 degrees and not two degrees like it is here. <laughs> uh, could be worse, mate. Could be worse. Sure. I don't know how, but it could be worse. <laughs> I can't think of how it could be worse at the moment, to be honest. Back at work today, nothing worse yeah. in the world. Uh, so as as we're speaking, we're in um, <laughs> we're in about the I think it's the third day, yeah, no, fourth day of fourth the day. Um, second I, test. I don't think it'll go to a fifth, judging by nah. what's happening at the minute. Uh, but, um, so turned off the telly. So first uh, innings, Aussies got rolled for three sixty four. Rolled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Funny, you know, use of the word rolled. Yeah, so you get rolled for like two hundred. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they were dismissed. Is that better? Yeah. Yes. For, um, so for a very um, respectable score of three sixty four. So Steve Smith would top score with one forty five. Red Marnus would also pick up a ton. Uh, everyone else apart from Carey and Warner was basically single figures. So uh, thank Christ that uh, the two weirdos who like to hold hands while they bat, batted all right. Yes, Alex. So um, uh, Smith found his hands after... Must have, yeah. yeah. Is it three years of, without, mm. yeah, without his hands? Must he have wasn't, been um, He wasn't out of form, Al, just out of runs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judging Chester. Yeah, judging by the shot Warner played to go out, I think Steve Smith took his hands because he fucking <laughs> had none. But, yeah. but uh, best of Sri Lankans, it was uh, Prabhat 
Jay Saria, who's on debut, who well, he still currently is on debut because the test match is still going. Uh, he took six for 118. Now, people will go, oh, he copped a bit of stick. He bowled 36 overs, so he just wanted to tick over three. So, yeah, for those of you so for those of you playing at home and like to live on stats, read all the fucking stats, you dickheads. Yeah, yeah, well. Because <laughs> <laughs> your mate, is he? Mick, I didn't know he was a good friend of mate, he's a, he's yeah, a spinner. Is. He's a spinner going at three and over, popping stick because <laughs> he, he bowled heaps of overs and got a few runs against him. That's what happens when you bowl a lot of overs. I what see. It's what happens when you are the backbone of your bowling attack, Alex. Spinner's always army. Yeah. Always the backbone. Mm. Sore shoulders usually, not yeah. from rotated cuff injuries, but from holding <laughs> everyone else up. So Smith's uh, first hundred in six hundred days, whatever the case may yeah. be, but only eight test matches, really. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Not so. a holy like uh, drought, oh, and that and that goes on. See, yes, they he fell agonisingly short by about eighty runs of making it. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. really? That's really stiff from Coley there. Interesting uh, that he's also not out of form, but out yeah. of runs. Yeah. yeah, just lost Ooh, his hands. Nice. Tell you what he's out of, personality. I'm a good personality anyway. <laughs> plenty of shit personality. Uh, so the Sri Lankans would have a bat because that's the way cricket works. Um, so <laughs> they would be dismissed um, for 554. Rolled so, for 554. Yeah, so, absolutely um, rolled. Absolutely bundled out for 554. <laughs> so um, it was... Uh, Dinesh Chandamal, who made 206, not out. He becomes the very, very, very first Sri Lankan to score a double ton against Australia. So really? well done to Dinesh. Um, next top scorers were uh, Kulak. Ah, fucking hell. <laughs> Can't read these names. I can get Mendes. Mendes got rolled for 85. You got LB to Lyon. And then... Uh, Karuna Ratney got LB to Swepson. Knowing the way Swepson bowls, he missed a full toss. I was on the yeah. fucking pegs. That's what happened. Oh, baseball pitcher, bloody yeah. Mitch Swepson. Mm. And the other Mendes got 61. Venus Waterball got five. So that's no good for him. Um, best of the bowlers was uh, the man that we're, we're all asking to be dropped. Uh, Mitch Stark took four for 89. Um, <laughs> And uh, Mitch Swepson would bowl three for 103. Oh, he was he did, go, he did go at 2.7, but he did bowl 38 overs. So when you look there at that you point, view, it's actually not too bad. Um, so, used him quite heavily um, towards the end of yesterday and today, I imagine, because he only had 19 overs, I think. Yeah, he uh, was bowling a lot today. So, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, is that because of Nath Lyon had his cramp or whatever? Is yeah, quite recovery? possibly, yeah. quite possibly. Uh, so the Aussies are currently batting as we speak. Aaron and Braces are getting rolled. They are three for 73. Uh, Warner Ooh. got LB for 24. Usman got caught for 29. And Smith got LBW'd for a fourth ball duck. As we like, as I like to say, penthouse to the outhouse. They Find finish. your hands to yeah. losing your hands. It's amazing how quick it happens. Find your hands to chopping them off. Yeah. <laughs> I so, want them off. <laughs> luckily for the Aussies, we still have Pam Green in the shed, so he'll say he'll save us. Um, it's Jay Saria again leading it with he's got two for twelve so far. So that we could have we could have done with some extra batting, Mick. Maybe Glenn Maxwell at eight. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't hurt. <laughs> we could have done with. A, a decent umpire at one end. Oh, oh Jesus. Not burning your bloody reviews on 
50 50 bad catches. So, first rule of when you're playing with Darbacena is any decision he makes, you review it straight away. Surely, surely it's mm. like worth your while. They probably moneyballed this stuff and said, you got a 5% better chance of staying in or getting a wicket, depending on whatever Darbacena has done. So, yeah. go it against you, review it straight away. Just review it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably would have missed a front foot, Noe. Yeah, of course he would have. But the thing too is like, and the thing about this is like, I think it was David, you made the point on um, social media where like someone had tweeted out going, oh, um, the Australian um, really poor use of their reviews has cost them 100 runs here. And you made the point, which is actually a fair one, I think, where you said, no, well, maybe terrible umpiring just cost them 100 runs because they shouldn't because that LBW that they gave not out which everyone's seen the video now of Mitch Marsh in the stands just going bang and shooting a finger up straight that was dumb <laughs> as fuck I don't care yeah. if you're an international test level umpire you have you cannot not give that out like if pitches on the stump straightened and he's hitting the stumps like there's no way you don't give that out like we need a quick info for umpiring decisions that's yeah. what we need mm. I'm sure like, some nerds done it. Yeah, because like, yeah. <laughs> old mate, Kumar, he's got to be what 50-50 at best this entire test, I think. Every Probably test is in school yeah. with umpiring. Just having a what? guess. Having yeah. <laughs> <But> a guess. <laughs> oh, they appealed. Um, out. Yeah. There you go. Fine. Yeah, what did I say last time? Not out. Okay, out this time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he did with the court behind. The Australians all went up and he just gave it out. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't hit it. It's down the leg side yesterday. There's there's another one which I missed, but apparently um, (laughs) Carey was the only bloke who went up and he just went back and like triggered straight away on one appeal. Like, okay. So, yeah, he's Uh, he's horrible at the moment. I don't remember him being this bad, but he's horrible. He is a terrible umpire right now. He had a serious... David, by the way, fellas. He had a series in Australia, Mick. I think it was an Indian series where okay. I reckon he got about eight decisions incorrect. And it was just the opposition. Whoever went against him, just straight yeah. away going upstairs and then reverse it. I think it was India when they beat us here. Yeah, he has been all kinds of terrible. All kinds. Yeah. Poor. Um, yeah, so at, the, at this point in time, like we just said, so that test, the second test is still underway. Uh, the Aussies are up against. Oh, they got to are... at least get one ninety to get in front, which um, does not look like that's going to happen at all. And apparently, the cheap sh- cheap seats think it's really funny as well. So we'll go with that. But um... <laughs> everything's funny to the cheap seats at the moment. I think. <laughs> um, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, so that's it for for uh, Australian cricket. Does anyone else have anything else to want to chuck in before we move on? Just nah. bloody feast or famine for the Aussies at the minute. Yeah. Just think it is good, Mick, to see Australia touring Sri Lanka because they've yeah. put off doing a lot of tours and clearly they're in a bad way in Sri Lanka. But it seems like the Sri Lankan public are appreciating the Australians being yeah. because there's been a lot of positive things. 100%. Occurring. 100%. So, 100%. I reckon there might be a few regrets at head office after looking at this test match. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we uh, could have that one off. Yes, Alex. Does this mean that we... If Sri Lanka win this test, does it mean Australia retained the worst trophy of all time? The uh, murally worn trophy? We would have beaten them last time, surely. You'd think so. 
We didn't beat them over there last time, but have they no. played a series in Australia since? I think they might. Oh, they yeah. haven't. So. I think they played a few shit ones down in Tassie, didn't they? All I can say is I wouldn't be disappointed if we don't keep it. Put it that way. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, you have to have to turn it around and just have the wood backing facing out in the trophy yeah. cabinet so no one can look at the deformed hands in bronze. When you're as dominant as us, you need to lose a few every now and then just to clear out the trophy cabinet because there's not that much room. So, you know. The it's... amount of money that the uh, Gilded Bubble was spending on you know, <laughs> cleaning the trophy cabinet. On cleaning? Yeah. 40 <laughs> bucks an hour to clean them. <laughs> they, they, they use Cricket Australia's own equipment to That's do it. That's it. You, Absolutely. No qualifications. No qualifications to get 40 bucks an hour to clean these trophies. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they don't even bring their own polish. Cricket Australia's got to go down to the trophy shop and buy the fucking polish. Oh, they're putting they're putting their own brasso. Yeah, they're using the Mr. Sheen that you supplied. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you believe Google, Australia is the current um, holder okay. of the trophy. Yeah, okay. when, we, when we lost that series to India, the first one that Langer lost, we yep. beat Sri Lanka in two tests after uh, that. Yep. And um, uh, Curtis Patterson made a ton in Campbell. Oh, oh, that's right. And um, oh, the Richardson <laughs> took a few wickets before injuring himself, as I recall. Uh, Jai. Yep. Jai. That's it. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to a bit of a um, domestic cricket. Uh, so uh, coming out of Victoria, the news that broke today. So as we know, Mick Lanning uh, has stood down as a Victorian skipper, giving someone else a go at the top job. And that person was announced today, and it is Sophie Molyneux will be the oh, big DJ. skipper for the upcoming season. So <laughs> wow, for the Victorians. <laughs> so um, we'll see how that all goes. Um I don't know if it'll go anywhere, but we'll see what happens. So the mix is still going to have, obviously, Lanning's going to play. At least Terry's still there. They've still got the best team on paper. So we'll see if the uh, leadership change really matters at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it will be. Outside of um, international windows, Victoria just would win everything. But yeah. Sorry. Inside, yeah, outside of yeah, international yeah. windows, they'll win everything. Inside, they'll lose everything. Yeah. They'll take like, literally half the team goes away. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, but yeah, makes sense anyway. Meg Lanning's not going to be there that often to captain, so you may as well, you know, have yeah. Sophie Molyneux, who's going to be around a bit more. You would have thought, especially think so. with the yeah. youngest spinners coming through in the national side. Like yeah, well, King. thanks to like Alana King and Co. You think Sophie's um, chances yeah. have become very limited going forward? So, exactly. yeah. Is Meg oh. Lanning still going to captain the Aussies? Do we know? Don't know. I assume so. Yeah, I couldn't see why not. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Chief one last hurrah from the Chief Obviously, a big, uh, big Meg Lanning fan there in the Chief Chiefs. <laughs> oh, the old live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a while since we've had a live studio audience. I reckon it's a good five years or something yeah. like that. Or maybe three years in between drinks. Yeah. So he had, didn't have his shovel with him, so we've got that to be thankful for. So that was all, that's all right. Um, so the next segment was meant to be Roscoe, who's now wrangling, um, herding cats. So we're going to talk about the, uh, we'll talk about something else until Roscoe comes back and he can do his segment. So can not be also, about England, please? I don't want to talk about England. <laughs> in a second, we will. But this is actually a bit more of Australian um, domestic cricket. But this oh, focuses on the. This focus on the BBL. So since um, our last podcast, they've announced that there's going to be a draft for international players mm. in the BBL. So 
The word on the street basically is that there's going to be a draft. You know, Cricket Australia will effectively put players who nominate for this draft into categories. So there'll be platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, I think the categories are. Yeah. So, and it's so the, the theory is, is that bronze will be the blokes with the lowest salary. They will be, but they will still at least be on six figures. That means they'll be in a minimum of $100,000 for the BBL. Oh. And then the platinum can be as much as three to four times that. Um, so the word, and the word is with the platinum guys that CA are, be, are prepared to kick in to take on some of the money that the clubs will be paying these guys to entice the clubs to draft them because they're, they're making it so you can still be a plat- platinum player even if you don't play every game. So it's um, it's right. got shit written all over it. It really does. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they haven't picked out when the draft's going to be. They haven't just determined which clubs get which picks yet. Um, but all they, but at this point in time, you can nominate to be in the draft. So um, uh-huh. well, there's a form online, so everyone get online and nominate <laughs> yourself. Survey you monkey form to if fill your it name, out. If your name gets mixed up with an international player with a similar name, you fucking you might get a game. <laughs> so why not? That's um, two plus C with seven Fs. Yeah. yeah. Yes, David. Um, so current international players who are connected to current BBL clubs can stay, but there's only yes. one. Only one can. So that is correct. So. Yeah. It's effectively they're calling it a retention pick. Mm. So, um, so a club has a retention pick to secure their place. So, for example, Adelaide Strikers can use their retention pick to keep Rashad Khan, um, or the Melbourne Stars can keep Andre Russell the Love Muscle if they so desire. I don't know if um, the Renegades will be using their retention pick to keep any of the shitters that they've been fucking using. <laughs> in the hey, I, I think yeah. Shahida Freedy we're going <laughs> to retain, I think. I think he's <laughs> somehow platinum. If he was platinum, <laughs> Renegades would pick their first pick. They'll get a first round uh, pick. We'll they, get, like, um, they, should have, they should have priority pick. They're fucking the Renegades. Oh, yeah. Melbourne, fucking hell. Who was that shit truck that we named the medal after? Jay Durnbacker. We, we take him as a platinum yeah. pick. Come out and of Andrew Johns. Dave, Jay Durnbacker and Andrew Johns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go pick one and two and have taken Jay Durnbacker and Andrew Johns. So that'll see how that goes for him. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, the other major challenge that BBL faces, apart oh, from fucking weirdo draft out, is they're still trying to get the um, major Australian stars to commit as well because at present... Uh, Dave Warner, Steve Smith, Pat Cummings, Mitchell Stark, and Josh Hazelwood are all with our BBL contracts. So um, mm. as much as getting international players is important, they also are not getting the cream of the crop when it comes to the Australian players either. So um, but just a quick yeah, look um, Channel yes, 7, sorry, right, that, that following up, they're still taking Cricket Australia to court because yeah. they're saying they didn't get the product they were promised with the Australians not Are playing. Are they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this time next year, apparently the memorandum of understanding between Cricket Australia and the players expires, and they think in the next one there'll be a clause written in that um, yeah, when the players are... Um, not playing for Australia, they'll have to play BBL. They can't just have a break yeah. and not play. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Which, well, I got it, but... They're all happy to play IPL, but that's they, right. they don't play like, BBL. Yeah. yeah, but they need a break, Bull. Oh, At some yeah. point yeah. in time, they need a break. Have a break during the IPL season, you dog. They, need, some, they need someone to break their foot off in their ass. That's what they fucking need. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, I, yes, I look for. Oh, sorry, Mick. No, I look right, forward. Right, yeah. I, I look forward to someone in the ilk of Stuart McGill suing the absolute balls out of Cricket Australia in ten years' time because they were forced to play four games and then they did their rotator cuff. Mm. Bowling their four overs a game. There'll be something like that happening in the next 10 years because of this next. If, if it goes down this way where they're sort of forcing them to play in the competition, yeah. that'll I read, I read some quotes from Mitchell Stark and he was like, no, I don't play franchise cricket. And actually, I thought he had a point because he hasn't played IPL for quite a number of years either. Yeah, and you know, if that's his Stark, chance, that's so, a bit different. But when you've got like yeah. Warner and all these other blokes, oh, Warner's never missed an IPL. Literally yeah, everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Happily yeah. nominating and going to the IPL and then saying, no, I'm not going to play him in Australia. It's like, come yeah. on, boys. Like, fucking, at some point, you can have too much money. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Steve Smith they also schedule it against themselves. Yeah, sorry, uh, yeah. mm. No, that's right. Um, you're right. That's interesting. It's cricket South Africa. Uh, you've got to create some clean air for it. I mean, mm. yeah. the, the, like it's not a bad suggestion. Did you say we'll start it after the Sydney test? Yeah. 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 Or, so, or yeah. start it before the Sydney test and just cop no Aussie players for the first two weeks and have them for the rest. Yeah. yeah. But no, don't start it in mid-December, like the day after the first test. Yeah, boxing. Yeah, is that's it. To start. So, um, so the draft, which is what we're also talking about. So the draft will consist of four rounds. Each club will be required to make two picks minimum, and but a maximum of three. So, in other words, every club will have to make two or three picks in each round. So, <laughs> minimum um, of two, maximum <laughs> of three. I don't think that's in each. I don't know if in each round. That might just be. I don't know. I don't know how it's it dangerous for the renegades. Real yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Forcing so, them to pick international <laughs> players. <laughs> so the first round will consist of picks one to eight, which means basically one pick from each franchise, and they will have to pick a platinum player. Only platinum players can be picked in the first round. So yeah, yeah that'll be pretty interesting when you get to pick eight and the two platinum players are like fucking. Dino Bravo and fucking Tino Best or something like fucking <laughs> Rakeem Cornwall's coming in as a platinum player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some, some bloke from the Netherlands. Alex fucking Tim Murtagh's coming out of retirement. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so the draft also does not apply to domestic players. So they, it's the same basic free agent contracting type system that we've been running okay. with at the moment. Um, and speaking of that, so at the moment, the competition's all-time leading run scorer, the old light bulb himself, Christopher Lynn, is still a free agent after the heat. Gave him the heat yeah. last month. Um, and also in another one is, which this stat surprised me, the fourth, Highest run scorer, John O'Wells, who I didn't even realize he was the fourth highest run scorer, but he um, is also without a contract after the strikers did not renew him at the end of last year. But word on the street is he has got a few people sniffing around. Well, that's at least what Tom Brown tells us. So we'll see how that's all <laughs> going. to the rubbish bin at the back of the I don't know if it's Tom Brown. That was, that was just some cheap laughs. But um, uh, the thing interesting there, Mick, that I think has helped John O'Wells with his quest to be a top run scorer is the lengthening of the season. Yeah. The and the fact that he games. plays fuckloads because he doesn't play anywhere else. But, yeah. 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 Um, and in news that just got announced recently, um, Usman has gone from the Thunder to the Heat. 
So he will be playing for the Brisbane Heat in the coming season. Gets to spend Chrissy and Brizzy. That's it. Gets to hang out with the family. So that's good for him. Um, All righty. So, Roscoe, you wanted to talk, before we talk about the international cricket in England, you want to talk about a bit of domestic cricket going on in England. You would like to talk about the Vitality Blast. Yes, there's only seven games of T20 cricket that happen in England worth talking about, and they are the four quarterfinals from the Vitality Blast T20 competition and then finals day. So the four uh, quarterfinals were across the last uh, four days, and they were absolute rippers, some of them, and the other one was really crap. Okay. (laughs) So they'll go to the the really big one first. This is Riley Russo made 93 off 36 for Somerset. They made a small 265 for five, which is something like the third highest ever T20 score. Wowee. Yep. And in reply, Derbyshire were rolled for 74. (laughs) (laughs) So the margin there of 191 runs was like the biggest ever or close to it. Got my cans early and just that's why we play get on the cans early. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, other highlights from that were Tom Banton teed off and made 73 off 41, but obviously overshadowed by Riley Russo mm-hmm. making his 93 off 36. And he celebrated by doing the uh, sort of rifleman pose down on one mm-hmm. knee with the bat up on his shoulder like a grenade launcher. So that was cool. Yeah. Okay. yeah it was really war. appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. War. It's, did it for Ukraine, I believe. Yeah. Um, Tom Lamanby. What are they, the Stinger missiles? No, the javelins. He was firing a javelin. Yeah, firing a javelin. Yeah. Take that, you Ruskies, he said. Yeah. <laughs> True South African heritage coming through. Yep. And then Tom Lamanby was uh, a little bit Lamondi. of a blitzkrieg. Yeah, Lamanby. He hit. Oh, Lamanby. He, hit um, he faced nine balls, hit three of them for six, another three for four. As you do. And, and made mm. 31. So good on him. Yep. Wish uh, him all the best. Yeah, and also to his batting partner, Ben Green, who made uh, 14 off four balls. So well done to both of you. Yeah, it wasn't a good day to be a bowler if you're from uh, old uh, Derby, but uh, their opening bowler, George Scrimshaw, managed to bowl four overs, two for 16. Jesus. Yeah. So unlike the other blokes let him down a bit. (laughs) Matty McKinnon, who is a spinner and looked terrible, looked like he's bowling off the wrong foot or is about to fall over in his delivery (laughs) stride because he got belted for 36 in one over. Oh he he sent one down, he chucked one down that didn't land on the cut strip and went for four. Yeah. So he got hit for was it four sixes and then a four and a no ball or something? It was 36 in total. I don't know how it worked, but anyway, yeah, I saw the over (laughs) on Twitter. It was Horrendous, <laughs> and the, the, the um the, the one that didn't hit the cut strip that was like the fourth ball. I thought, oh, he's lost it now. It's going to take him, you know, fifteen minutes to finish the over. But no, he got through. Anyway, he was going at twenties and over four overs, none for eighty two. Twenties. Daryl Tuffy from New Zealand who bowled yes, like the worst worked. over ever. Yep, yeah, it's on YouTube. It always pops up on my yeah. feed. Oh, was that like an opening over of a dismatch yeah. or something? Nah, like that? No, it's one <laughs> Anyway, um, in reply, yeah, Derby are no good. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't see a innings from their captain, Billy Godelman, my favourite uh, county player, so that's no good. But Hilton Cartwright did play, and he made 10 off nine. So at Big least Hank. he did his bit. Yeah, he mm. did his bit. If only everyone had made 10, they would have made 100. Instead, they only made 74. Yeah. <laughs> Best of the bowlers. I'm out here making double figures, the rest of you pricks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Best of the bowlers for... Um, 
Somerset was hair like buttered popcorn. Peter Siddle. Oh, oh wow, wow. Two overs, three for ten. Jesus. Oh, what a Jeffrey. freak of a human these days. Oh, he looks like a real weirdo. With his, oh. on the, he's got the gollywogs. Oh, well, that's not appropriate, is he? Got no. he's, he's got, got, got a bit of a linger hair going on. Yeah, he, got, the, yeah, he does. Yeah. He's, sort of, he's like he might have had a perm even, because I don't know if he's <laughs> naturally curly. He's gone for the peroxide. He's the blow wave. <laughs> yeah, and then he's been doing a bit while this peroxide he looked, but he sort of let it, let it go a bit like you used to, Mick, and so he's got this weird popcorn <laughs> opinion. He's a little bit of a beauty school drop about him too. <laughs> There's a lot of that about him. Yeah. And also, crazy Frenchie, was it a Frenchie? Was it? Yeah. Was it curly hair? He spent too much time out in the sun, I reckon. He's got to him. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so that was that was that one. Not that enough was protein the in the quarterfinals. That was the fourth one. And so they booked the day at uh, finals day. Um, where is finals? Oh, Edgebaston, Birmingham. So that's good. Uh, we look now at the third quarterfinal, which was... Uh, Essex versus Lancashire, and uh, Essex batted first, made 161 for five, which was a fair effort, but it was uh, nothing for good old um, Phil Salt and Stephen Croft. And our man, Tim David, guess how much he made? Four. Seven. He did make four off Mm. two balls, hit a four, Mm. and uh, they were the winning runs, and they made it with the five overs to spare. So well done. There, Dan Sams was playing for um, oh, Essex, yeah. But Tim David's going to finals day, so good luck to him there. Yeah, wish him all the best as well yeah. as all of his teammates. That's right, and support and, staff. Oh yeah, don't forget the backroom staff; they're very important. One to one ratio. Yeah, got to have them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the third, the sorry, the um, second quarter final, Hampshire batted first, made one hundred and eighty-six for six, so that's a decent score. Ben McDermott keeping. You don't often ah. see players go play overseas and take the gloves on, but yeah, 61 off 36 for him. Chomp, chomp. Yeah, and the, that was good. At Nathan Ellis also playing for Hampshire. Who the he fuck is Ellis? Yeah. yeah. He made one not out, so that was good contribution. Oh, well, bad at Nathan. 186. <laughs> good, good for the average. Yeah. One not yeah. out off 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should have gone out for a duck off his first ball instead of wasting fuckhead. everyone's fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and the Birmingham Bears. Not to be confused with the Berenstain Bears. Mm. They were uh, oh, led by Carlos Braithwaite, but um, Paul Sterling got them off to a non-flop. Hey, big one. Paul. Big block of Sterling. Mm. One <laughs> off three balls, and then the rot set in. They were all out for 82, so lost by just the 104 runs. They also apparently need to bad. get on the piss early. So yeah. Well, with Sterling's involved, for sure. Yeah. Get he said, boys, we're not chasing this And he was out in the second over. Still had an international to go to. So he's like, fucking, I'd go play for Ireland against New Zealand. I'm on my bike, fellas. Yeah. That's it. And um, Mason Ellis, 1.3 overs, three for four. Oh, wow, wait. So that's a good Jesus. effort by him. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just seeing there. Oh, he got, to, yeah. So there you go. Finish the game. Yeah. Wish good you all on the best. Well done. Yeah, I do. I wish him all the best. He's a good egg. Yeah, so good on him. Yeah. Righty, first quarter final, a uh, little bit more exciting. Yorkshire, 160 for five off their 20 overs. That was compulsory closed. By, okay. Yeah, Interesting. Tom Kohler Cadmore, hyphenated name, 62. And David Willie, 30. Yeah, Dan Worrell playing for DJ. Surrey. Yeah. Turncoat. <laughs> a lot of Willie stuff here. Yeah, one for 47 <laughs> off his force. So oh, 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 well, bold. <laughs> yeah. And, 
Aaron oh, bold cock and balls. <laughs> Aaron Hardy won over for seven, so whatever. I think old DJ Dan. <laughs> I think old DJ Dan has to worry about the Aussies asking him to come back. Yeah. <laughs> stay there, mate. You're all right. Well, I wouldn't I put my hand up for England when the time comes. Well, maybe that's why, mate. Can I just say that's the best way to describe it over in T20? One for seven, off one, whatever. That's the best way to talk about it. It's just nothing. Yeah. He's an Australian, so I'll mention his contribution. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Because he, he had a day out. I'll tell you what he scored with the bat. Three off four balls. Oh, <laughs> seen him good. Yeah, that's it. That'll get him an IPL contract. That's it. That's what. That's why he went. That's why he the good ones, boys. Respect the good ones. So, so had obviously with some him. Who was it? Some other mob. A Yorkshire making 160. So his target was 161 to win from 20 over. So just a fraction, an absolute smidgen over eight runs and over for the victory. Now, Tom Curran. Where do you think he might bat for three? Surrey? Three. He did bat at three. How do you know this? Year? <laughs> We'll be good with our guesses. <laughs> oh, very good. 36 off 28 balls. Laurie Evans, uh, 35 not out of 26 balls. Jamie Overton, 40 off 21 balls. But oh. they left their run a little bit too late. They were caught short. Seven for 100. They were five for 91, but recovered to be 658. But um, they finished 159. They lost by a run. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Pick of the bowlers for um, good old Yorkshire, David Willey, two for 26 of his four. So, mm. yeah, sorry, sorry, won the toss too and sent him in. So, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> you sorry guys. Mm. <laughs> that was good. Righty. So, just to then fill you in, so that they happened across the last four days. And now we go to the semi final. It's uh, 8 oh. p.m. on Saturday. It's Yorkshire versus Lancashire for the first semi final. Second semi finals at uh, 11 30 p.m. And then the final, they're all on the same day at the same ground, finals day. The final is the two winners play at 4 a.m. So you can do what I did last year. Watch the first game, go to bed, and get up for the second half of the final. Yeah, it's good. And because this is county cricket, of course, they had those four quarterfinals across the weekend just gone. This week during the week, they're playing a four-day first-class game, and then they switch back to T20 mode for final down. As you do, no doubt. Mm. As you do, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so Australia could learn from that. Perhaps we yeah, could think of more. the hotspots, though, Ross. Well, just play completely. You have a squad. You just play a completely different set of bowlers. It's fine. Yeah, also, just churn through bloody medium doblers like England do. Yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? If get a dobbler breaks back. down, get another Dan's, one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. does it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Stevens is on trees over there. Just fucking pluck one out and fucking <laughs> put it in the field. Yeah. If you bowl yeah. under 123Ks an hour, there's no chance you'll get in a hotspot, really. Oh, Come no. on. Hey. You're lucky to get a warm spot, let alone fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, coach. Got a few warm spots. We got a few back. warm spots, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was too hot this morning. <laughs> uh, All righty. Thank you, Ross Co. Good work, mate. So who's your favourite to win the whole thing? Riley Russo's team, I guess. They make the most runs. So. Well, yes. I think somehow, though, um, Hampshire could... I think the winner will come out of the second semi-final, actually, Hampshire versus Somerset. Oh, okay. Warney's team, Hampshire, for a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they'll win it for Warney. Yeah, true. Mm. Um, all righty. So we'll move on from that. We'll talk a bit of international cricket. We'll stay in England where... Uh, no. 
<laughs> I refuse. This is why we haven't done a podcast in about six weeks. Because so, it could have um, been good. It's not fair. Yeah. So these pricks have been winning is the nicest way to put it. So um, they beat New Zealand and then they had the makeup test due to COVID and stuff against India and they beat them as well. So um, so basically the last four test matches they've played, they've chased down 250 plus in the fourth innings in each test match. And the main reason behind all this, which is even is the most disheartening part of it all, is Ross's <laughs> fucking barstool, Johnny Bairstow, has been making fuckloads of runs. Shitloads. And it is just... Sweet donkey drops of runs. It is disheartening to everyone involved in cricket that this is going on. Especially even, this podcast. Oh, I think even yeah. Johnny Bairstow's dad's like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, no one can <laughs> believe it's fucking happening. If you're a New He's Zealand bowler, oh, that's true. Yeah, true. Yeah. Be even um, more shocking if you had an opinion. Yeah, <laughs> um, if you're a New Zealand bowler or an India bowler, hang your fucking head in shame. Johnny Barstool peeling off five hundreds yeah. in a row. Uh, Good lord, get one fine, uh, but five in a row. Yeah, fucking baseball. We can shove that up. Your oh. and you know, <laughs> so. An interesting stat around, surrounding old basketball oh. was in the last 25 days, which is those test matches, he has made more runs than Virat Kohli had made in 18 months. Yeah, it's crazy. Fucking <laughs> hell. God. But the thing is, all these fucking great unwashed poms get on oh, social it's media. Just, it's fucking infuriating. Start mouthing off about how much better Barstool is than Kohli. In no, yeah. On He's, no planet. No. Is fucking Barstool a better pick <laughs> yeah. than Barack Yeah. But the other thing too, right? So the other thing these guys have got to look at it, and you've got to be a bit, you've got to have a bit of an internal look at yourself as an England person. Yeah, you And go, English. yes, okay, they are the first nation to ever chase down that 250 plus in a fourth innings to win a test match four times in, four times in one year. They're the first team in the history of cricket, first Get nation to ever do fucked. it. But you know why Amazing they are? Amazing stat. You know, but you, you know why they are? Because really good it. fucking nations don't let it get to that. You yeah, good point. We're chasing a hundred in the last inning. We roll. We fucking fought. We roll bikes and just come out and make ten and fucking win. We don't have to chase two hundred and fucking fifty. What a fucking <laughs> no hope as you freaks fucking are. There was some stat like uh, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Ponting led teams had done it three times out of nineteen. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian Lara's teams had done it like three times out of 25 or some shit. And yeah. Stokes led teams in that four times out of four. Get fucked. Yeah, Ricky Ponting teams are also fucking undefeated for about 15 fucking yeah. years. Year they won freaks. things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see all things be serious. I didn't want to talk about this, but now yeah. I'm into it. It'll be interesting to see if they can hold this sort of form. Oh, no way on earth. No way on earth. I thought I used to think that until what they've done. And I'm like, I don't know. Like they seem on a roll. View building a batting lineup around John Johnny Bairstow batting well. Like building a house on sand, mate. It is not going to fucking stand up for too long. Their top three are still pathetic. They've obviously got. Yeah, once in a ge- English generation cricketer and Joe Root, yeah, who's a who's an out and out fucking superstar. There's no yeah. question about that. Their captain bats at five and slogs it around a bit, and then you can yeah. fucking Johnny Barstool. Like God, yeah. how is that a team that's winning all this? Fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they are at home, so there's that. Yeah, yeah. always plays and fucking Leach is their fucking spinner. Like, yeah. How are they fucking? How, oh. was, how are they not oh. having to 
just with Leach in the side should mean that fourth innings total should automatically be 400 they yeah. have to chase. Just from Jake Leach having overs should he fucking result in that happening. You see him as a bloody 400 years old between them. But that's it. One of them's oh, just going to explode. One of them's going to, one day, <laughs> one day, Broad or Anderson is going to go through their follow through, let the ball go, and then just go in the dust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like turn to ash. Disappear and just go out into the fucking ether. And never What's be- it? End game, Mick? Marvel end game yeah, or whatever? It. Just like that. Snap or whatever. Not, it was. Like, not like shock this go. as he let go of the ball. <laughs> not like this. It just <laughs> dusts away. Mr. <laughs> Stokes, um, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Stu Broad, but uh, one highlight of the last couple of tests was he bowled the worst against India. He bowled oh. the worst over in the history oh, of right. either test cricket or English test cricket. So he bowled eight ball over due to a couple of no balls. So a wide and a no ball. So the first ball went for four. The second ball was a wide that went for four. The third ball was a no ball that went for six. The fourth <laughs> ball went for four. The fifth ball went for four. The sixth ball went for four. The seventh ball went for six. And just to let everyone down, the eighth ball only went for one. So there were two blokes who will either love or hate that stat to varying mm. degrees. So Jimmy Anderson will love it mm. yep. because he's been overtaken as like England's worst fucking over. And George Bailey will be absolutely fuming because the yes. only thing he did in his test career was hit 28 or 29 yeah. off and over on Anderson. And he's been dining out on it for about 15 years. So he'll be spewing that's no longer his to tell. Yes, Alex. And one of the worst international batsmen of all time to hit the runs too was mm. Boomer, wasn't it? That smashed yeah, it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So the, one, the person I feel for is old mate Robin Peterson, whose record... Stewie Broad had broken, and that's probably the only thing that poor old Robin Peterson did in his whole fuck, his whole entire fucking life. And he's I'm been wiped. To Robin he's, he's been wiped from the cricket uh, landscape <laughs> thanks to Stu Broad. So the only reason I even knew that is because Robin Peterson actually tweeted it out and said, "Stu Broad, congratulations on breaking my record." <laughs> so that was good value by him. So well done. He's he was South a African sapper. Bloke, he? he was yeah. a sapper spinner, and he was a, he was horrible. Oh. Oh, now I picture him. He's got yeah. a bit of the JP Dumini's about. He does. He, has, yeah. he does look like he's JP Dumini's off-spinning doppelganger. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So that's English cricket. Those oh, fuck. There's always something with those fucking pricks. There's always yeah. something. Uh, it's entertaining. I told you to be entertaining. About yes, a month ago, did. I said this would happen. You'd either be the greatest run chase no. in the fourth innings possible, or they'll just capitulate like a yeah. bunch of turds. And the turd yep. capitulation's coming. You did say they'd do it once a year, not oh, yeah. four times in a row. Yeah, but yeah, but you, know, yeah. you know what's going to happen now? For the next three years, it won't happen. They used yeah. them all at once. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. Like, like Australia mm. with reviews, used them yeah. all at once. <laughs> and now it's going to be shocking forever. I'm surprised now Pat Cummins just doesn't turn around and jump and go, three reviews, thanks. All at yeah. once, just three reviews, thanks. Yeah, do them all. Let's get this shit Review. out of the way. Nope, still not out, mate. Nope, review it again. Back up there. <laughs> I want a second opinion. <laughs> the emergency umpire look over it. Fucking shit. All right. So speaking of records getting broken and overs getting smashed, so um, we're going to talk about the first one-day international in Malahide between Ireland and New Zealand, which just completed, um, I think it was today or yesterday. So, um, oh, yes, as I said, Ireland playing New Zealand. So uh, Ireland would bat first. They would get sent in by uh, Tommy Latham, who is skippering the New Zealanders at the moment. Um, 
they would make 300 for nine off their 50 overs. Didn't use all their wickets, so you just got to go harder, boys. Um, but it was old mate Harry Tector who got 113 for Ireland. Our mate Paul Sterling didn't get many. Both the openers got out cheaply. Uh, another boat made 46, Tampa, and Ferguson took two for 44 for New Zealand. Um, so the New Zealanders would chase it down with a ball to spare where Michael Bracewell would hit a record-breaking 24 runs off the final over to clinch, oh. clinch the one-wicket victory. Um, so the previous record was 18, which um, happened in 1987 when England beat Australia. The article that I read didn't have who did that. So if you know, good luck to you. If you don't, you don't. I don't. Um, if you know, I don't. Yourself, I don't yeah. want to fucking hear about it. Yeah, that's it. So, but yeah, so the Black Caps needed 20 off the final over. The article I copied and pasted calls them the Black Cats. So they may have had a name change. <laughs> but, um, really unlucky. Yeah. Really unlucky. But yeah, so they, uh, yeah, they needed 20 and they got 24 with the ball to spare. Uh, yeah, so we got one. Uh, big Martin Cup to got 51. And for Ireland, Camper was the leading. We could take it with three for 39. They had a good day out of Buffalo side losing. So that's the main thing. Every yeah. day by yourself, team loses. That's life. That's life. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, the New Zealanders didn't win by a wicket. They won by five runs because they had an equal number of wickets. So really, that game was a draw because it was an equal number of wickets. No one won. <laughs> Half points each on your bike. Yeah. So. Um, and that was a part of the World Series League or whatever they fucking call it as well. So championship, good. Is it good championship. Yeah, so poor old uh, Ireland had a couple of those lately because they also lost the game to India by four runs at T20 the other month. So had a couple of heartbreaking uh, late se- late uh, term losses for the Irish boys. So that's unlucky for them. Well, not make it ever. Pretty simple. Make more runs. So- that fucking simple. If they had made four more runs against India, they would have won. That's it. And if they had made fucking four more runs against New Zealand, probably would have won that as well. Not hard, is it, really, when you think about and it? Just how do, you, how do you do that? By being better. Yeah, By improving. Better. Yeah. Just got to improve, fellas. That's <laughs> all you got to do. Just got to yeah. improve. They might not make the um, World Cup no, at this rate. Not. No. So, uh, speaking of World Cups, before we... Uh, uh, wind up here, but uh, so it's less than 100 days now until the World Cup in Australia, which is the men's T20 World Cup. Um, Can't wait. Get excited. So Matthew Wade has announced that this will be his final international um, All right. swan song. Swan song. That's what oh, I'm God. So, these, so these will be his final, final swan song. Yeah. yeah. These will be his, uh, <laughs> these will be his final know, games. These will be his final game Farnham. for Australia. Um, Steve Waugh fucking parading around the country. Uh, Pinchy has yet to admit that this is his swan song, but I feel like he's going to be on his way. Might out be taken well. out of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. He might not get a say in that it's his swan song, but um, but I imagine yeah, this is um where he's going to wind up his uh international career as well. So uh, yeah, hundred days. So that puts us in once that puts us in about September, October, I think it starts. So. Yeah, probably something yeah. like that. I think I think they'll start Spot late October. Up, so I think they look. I think it's going to be late October, so the um indoor World Cup gets clean air, so oh, yeah. everyone can focus on that. Clean everyone air. can watch the live rose show. It's sacrosanct, I think, indoor cricket in Australia. There'll be more uh, roses. Clive Rose in the indoor World Cup will be more roses on TV than the Bachelor. That's all I fucking <laughs> say. But yeah, um, sixteenth of October to the thirteenth of November. Fuck, oh. it runs a long time. Get around it. Get around it. 
if you can't enjoy a month of T20 international cricket, you probably are a normal person. So yeah, you probably, yeah. you're probably not listening to this podcast. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not many um, people do listen to this podcast, so the chances are... It's more, people, more people than watching that new show on Channel Fuck. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it good to be better than someone at least once? Isn't that good? Especially TV. Yeah. Suck shit, is all I can say. <laughs> Fucking hell. A two-bit podcast operation. Outrageous. Not even two-bit. national TV bit. show. Yeah. Yeah, Suck shit. <laughs> oh my god, how long is that? I think it would go for like two and a half hours, too. You got oh, 43 it's... viewers in two and a half hours. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's the show called. You guys know what's no, no, Ted, no. Ted, no, Ted News Breakfast Ted, or some shit. Ted News <laughs> Breakfast. Well, there's your problem. Cool name. Yeah, we can't even have a funny quip after Ted News. Breakfast, all the breakfast you can tend news halfway. It <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah, that's it. See, all, all the ten news you can eat for brekkie. That's all you've got, <laughs> mate. They would be happy if it was the mid-off um, cricket breakfast because by midway through you can switch off, and they'd probably they'd still have more people switching off at halfway than they have all the through. We so. might even drag Tip Madsley in to watch us if we were on <laughs> Channel 10, I reckon. Labashane plum, fellas. Oh, good. Good to know. All righty. So with that, um, do we have any listener feedback before we uh, wrap up? Uh, I will yeah. apologise to Snooze. Um, uh, I was meant to do Around the Grounds this week. I'll get to it next week. I had a bit on. Just got to oh, say, no. between podcasts. The Vietnam International old. Cricket Stadium will not ride itself, Alex. So you got to fucking yeah, sort absolutely. that out, mate. Ho Chi Minh Stadium, Uncle Ho's Stadium. What about you other boys? Any feedback? Oh, I'm just disappointed that Alex saw that from Snooze. That's all. <laughs> that's post feedback, not listen to feedback. Are we doing leading teams again somehow? You're not talking <laughs> here, or what's the? No, um, I do have a little bit of least feedback. I was walking down the um, street the other day and I had my mid-off podcast hoodie on, as everyone knows I like to wear when I get around. Had a, had a young had a young chap pull me to the side and goes, oh, what's that? I go, oh, it's his podcast. It's really good, rah, rah. And he goes, I bet it's not. And he kept walking. And that's the best place we had to feedback. So, right. um, nice folk out of there. Good community spirit out there. But I, but I, think, I think that's probably the most accurate review we've ever had of our podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I bet it's not. Yeah, <laughs> pretty accurate. Yeah, stuff. all right. Um, I think that'll, that'll just about do us this episode of the Mid Off Cricket Podcast. Uh, thank you to my co host, thank you to our special guest, Leon, who's oh, uh, in for the yeah. first 15 minutes of the podcast. Um, you know, and as they say in the classics, you know what. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. So stick you. No one wants to see yours, cunt. Alrighty, that's <laughs> that'll do us here. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, that's a good closer. That's a nice closer, that one. Yeah. Uh, Take yeah, your man. asshole and stick it up your own asshole, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>